from the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. Friday, January 31st, 2014. It's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Koffeltz. Hey, Camp Test. I don't know when to reveal this, uh, but also sitting here in the studio with us, our managing editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, guys. Today's print day, there so we, we fly him down from the tundra of Nashville uh, every uh, eight weeks or so. Came at a good time. Yeah, and Tyler, a beloved guest star on the on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, which is actually currently a tundra. Jesse Carey, hello, hello. It is it is uh, a polar vortex nightmare here. <laughs> Get your tennis <laughs> like, It is literally the, the most snow I've ever seen, and I I don't want to walk outside because it is certain death. <laughs> also on the Skype line from uh, Chicago, Illinois, where she laughs at Jesse. Uh, Shauna Nyquist. Good morning. Yeah. There was a local news station last night that unveiled for the because we we were going to get hit with a snowstorm, which it happened. Which a snowstorm for us is like anything over five inches of snow, which I think it was Whoa, like seven. Five, wow, five inches. I know. It's, it's, it's pretty it's impressive. Insane. Five inches the size of Did you get out the tennis rackets? <laughs> uh, like I said, I, uh, tennis rackets is like three inches of snow. Anything above that, you, you are just asking. To to you know be on an episode of like Rescue Nine One One. Only bad things can happen. Shauna, can you help me understand though? Like five inches of snow. If you got that where you are, are you even paying attention to that? Or is that okay, like, like a real like amount I of snow? I think I told you our our church has a rule where you come to church no matter what, no matter the weather, unless it's twenty degrees below zero or there are twenty inches of snow just in the last twenty four hours. Cool. So maybe you get so like being five a inches is like I like <laughs> I just send my kid out to the bus. Like see ya. Like it's just not even a thing. Got it. No, I there was a local news station here last night that unveiled an ice desk. It's for the special. <laughs> I promise. It was I a desk. Local news. It, it was a desk that looked like it was made out of ice with like the the, the local like the the, the channel thirteen logo on it and they like brought it outside in the parking lot and they're wearing like their their cool like Gore-Tex weather channel jackets doing the report from the ice desk <laughs> like it was I a huge that. deal they had a, they had a special desk fabricated just for this snowstorm well yeah. and Atlanta looks like Cormac McCarthy's the road right now I've seen pictures come out of there it looks it's like death I don't even understand water. what's going on down there it's like and I don't it was 81 degrees here yesterday yeah but it, it snowed in in Pensacola Florida today yeah so that's kind of big news around here like like it's so bad here like most regions get out of school here kids in Birmingham Alabama had to stay the night at school last yeah. night because buses couldn't even get them home yeah, like it spun the South into a bizarro world. Dude, where they're actually but if I see one more tweet or Facebook post saying like, "Tell me again that there's global warming," yeah. like I swear, yeah. you ignorant yeah. people who don't understand <laughs> climate change and imbalance, yeah. the teeter totter is getting more extreme. Mm-hmm. It's not that it should be balmy in Chicago. I mean, uh, uh, ignorance 
angers me to no end. There I was think a- we're going to have a super cranky Cameron today. I'm just going to say it right now. I think there's going to be a lot of really <laughs> cranky Cameron yeah. for the next hour. It's like the yeah. day after print day. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the State of the Union, Cameron? I, I watched that. There wasn't uh, both it and the Republican response. It was like everybody seemed to agree on tepid. the problems, but there wasn't really a lot of action items that were very specifically talked about. It kind of lost me because there wasn't like an ice podium or ice desk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would have really made it a little more timely and relatable. You know, like a presidential seal and ice. I mean, normally, <laughs> normally the State of the Union is good for like online fodder because, he'll, you know, the, the president tends to be a little controversial and he will say things that will inflame Twitter and, and, right. and they go crazy. And last night it was like everybody was kind of bored. Like there wasn't, I didn't see a lot of he did say He did say climate change is a fact. The science is, which is... I know it's not controversial for you, Cameron. No, 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 you no, no. But see, no, you, no. But you said... <laughs> I, I have my doubts. You said the phrase <laughs> climate change is a fact, and science backs that up. The peop- the ignorant people online keep saying, Cause it's because it's cold outside, global Ergo. warming. Right. Da, 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 and it's called climate change. And Jesse is... I mean, uh, Eddie is rolling his eyes. I do not care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You I don't care about the I don't planet? care. Global warming is not a thing. It does not light me up. It should, right? Should I care? Not global warming. It's just your and it shouldn't light you up. The fact is... Is, is our our atmosphere is changing? Do you care about your daughters? Do you want them to have like a Don't world? Do you want to leave it a better place? I don't know about any of that, but I've been burning tires for like a week in preparation for this just, snowstorm. It's a little just, chilly, so he started burning tires. Eddie's just running around spraying aerosol cans into the air. Yeah. <laughs> out, out the window of his SUV. Yeah, I, I don't know how long it takes for the global warming thing to kick in, but I've been doing my part the last couple of days to avoid this vortex thing. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot Al Gore. Oh, yes. Oh, myth, myth busted. <laughs> yeah, I had to stay totally off social media last night. I really like when presidential debates start to happen and the election season, I feel like I just lose friends. That just never seems to work out for you me. You know, it, my, my tough thing is like I, I is the fact that people are not fair-minded enough to realize that both sides are right in some areas and wrong in some areas. Mm-hmm. The people who put on blinders and stand on one side of an aisle and mm-hmm. point at the other side are wrong, in my opinion. Because like we, there are areas that we agree we, we should work together on, but because of partisanship, you won't? I mean, what, what, how is that good for America? So like, my whole thing is like, let's find the things we can agree on and work toward positive change. And then like, it's almost like theology and denominationalism. It's like, all right, sure, there's stuff we disagree on, but we all can agree on Jesus, can't we? Right. So like, maybe that's just my personal position in the world. There's many streams, but one river right. spiritually. And so it's like, I, I kind of want to like, let's talk about the river, you know? Yeah, we're, we're not, nobody's going to ever agree on everything, but let's talk about what's good for our generation. Let's talk about what's good for America. Let's talk about what's good for the world, you know, and being global citizens. And so like partisan politics sets me off and I can't watch it either. Right. But there's a couple times a year where I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll flip it on and just, and then I can't watch the news channels, you know, but like I watch the state of the union. I want to mm-hmm. be informed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. But last night didn't seem to be too partisan, which was oddly disappointing to me. I, right. yeah, I was really sort of strangely right, silent. Not, I was on a flight, so I didn't watch the actual State of the Union. But then I was watching, you know, the social media stuff a- afterwards. It seemed sort of like, yeah, that happened. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was not yeah. like there are times when I literally want to like throw my laptop. Yeah. Like everyone's so mean. <laughs> this didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. Like I feel like the most of the chatter was about some of his like pop culture references, or mm-hmm. he referenced right, he yeah. referenced Mad Men. Mad Men, Mad Men yeah. set Twitter off for about five. And minutes. Duck Dynasty yeah. was there. Yeah. And Duck Dynasty made an appearance. Were they? A rare appearance. Yeah, Willie was in the in the in the room. 
Willie and his tell wife. Tell me, tell me, tell me that he did not wear that headband. Of course he did. God, <laughs> he wore the you, headband and the, and the he's white. He's an American, Eddie. You are in the capital. <laughs> you are in the presence of the President of the United States. So you wear an American house. flag. But he's no. well, wait, <laughs> it's an American flag. There, there, What's the big deal? There are certain times when you cannot do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, there are certain times it's too patriotic, right, Eddie? <laughs> uh, yeah. To wear an American flag bandana. Some gave all. Anyway, that's good. Well, would the edge take his beanie off? No. He would just convert it to would an American flag. take the top hat off? No. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, Thank you. This would is Pharrell only... take the Arby's hat off? <laughs> yeah. This is only yeah. this is only kind of related, but I'd like you guys' input on something. I made a, a hilarious, another hilarious joke on Twitter <laughs> last night, and a long line of hilarious Twitter jokes <laughs> from myself. <laughs> at Tyler Huckabee. Feed of Twitter.com backslash Tyler Huckabee, <laughs> where I said I was surprised that no the way. president didn't bring up Blackfish. <laughs> Blackfish being the documentary about SeaWorld and sure. their alleged mistreatment of, of orca whales. And about 30 minutes later, the official Blackfish Twitter page no. favorited a tweet of mine from April of 2012. <laughs> that gives me the willies. <laughs> the Illuminati went deep I, into the archives. Somebody, somebody yeah. I, I don't know if they just started looking at my tweets and were like, hey, this guy's great because... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> then I get a little lost. <laughs> that guy's really something. Well, they actually, yeah, they, they started to. You've you've arrived, Tyler. Blackfish has recognized. They, I, I want to thank you from Black, Blackfish. If you win the Oscar for best documentary, they are nominated this yeah. year. Yeah. I feel like I'm a part of that. Yeah. Well, speaking of hilarious Tyler quips and, and the cable news political dialogue, <laughs> uh, uh, the relevant Twitter feed got a shout out on Fox News that's the other right. night. That's right. I've forgotten true. about that. You know, hard hitting. Uh, commentary that we were giving on the State of the Union. And Dream all that. realized. Nope. 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 Yeah. What did they quote? It our, was about the Olympic, the Olympic sweaters. The Olympic uniform. <laughs> all of this for that. Yeah. It was the worst delivery of a joke ever. Oh, he didn't even say the word. Yeah. I want to I get a shot at that because he missed what we were trying to say. Now, this was Fox? This Fox was Fox. News. Yeah. Shocking. I know. Yeah. I felt like they would have gotten the tone and the starkiness of it and really done a fair and balanced look at your tweet. He was like, and this from Relevant Magazine. We want to thank your grandmothers for the Olympic sweaters. Yeah, totally skipping like, a third of the words in the tweet, you know. And, yeah. As if Fox News has never heard of Relevant Magazine. <laughs> I, I don't think so. so. Speaking of funny Twitter, um, yeah. this week, okay, so obviously we're recording this on Wednesday because we're, we're referring to last night being the State of the Union. You Normally we're a little more general saying this week, but... Anyway. Yeah, we, bl- we blew it. We blew yeah. it. Sorry, guys. So, so Sorry. we let the cat out of the bag. We record on Wednesdays. Uh, this past Sunday night was was the Grammys, oh, and, yeah. and the old Relevant Podcast crew kind of took to Twitter in mass. You know we did not organize that? Yeah, we didn't. Yep. It's just you well, guys Tyler, just- Tyler and I always live tweet award shows. Right. This time we happened to be together. We were, we're together on the not. couch together, <laughs> braiding each other's hair. Classic. <laughs> just a love seat for two. It was. Yeah. Red each was other's a, eyebrows. We ordered a pizza. Yeah. We made a night of yeah, it. Yeah, we did. This yeah. was a... a I put, we oh, put on our jammies. Yeah, having a Goff-esque tickle fight. <laughs> a, big, a big bowl of popcorn between we us. Had our, we had our matching Grammys jam, pajamas Gra- Grammys on. Grammys jammies. Anyway, so yeah, we had a heck of a time, didn't we? We were all really live tweeting that entire event. Eddie, you hit some home runs, Eddie. 
I would Thanks. like I to really put good. out there that I made. I had Photoshop open. I made a photo of Pharrell with the Arby's hat an hour before Arby's tweeted about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked your two microphones, the Daft Punk joke yeah. with it. That was great. The Deadly Do Right. Yeah, those are really funny. There were some really good tweets. Cameron, did, Cameron has a whole setup. I was not aware of it. When Cameron watches the Grammys, <laughs> he like reels it out of his spare bedroom. Yeah. I mean, have you guys seen Minority Report? Have you seen the film? I built an ice desk. It looks like yeah. a minority. It looks like he's planning a heist of a yeah. banker. He's got he like three screens gloves. open. He's all whipping around the room. <laughs> I just had my iPhone out. I felt like an amateur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cameron looks over. He's like, so Tyler, when are you going to get your setup out for the Grammys? Because all I see is an iPhone. I suddenly felt totally naked. You got your Grammy jammies on. Where's, where's your screens? <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with a funny tweet. He's already doctoring photos. <laughs> last, people's last, heads on oh, people's bodies. I had multiple bodies. feeds. I had to keep a finger on the pulse of what everybody was saying. Right. What my friends were saying, right. so uh, not to be redundant, mm-hmm. you know. So you got to. And then if I could beat, I kept beating Calvin all night. That was fun. Yeah, in fact, sure. it really was frustrating him, <laughs> just like when he was here. Yeah, and he's like, I kept jumping on jokes, but like, and you look, and it's eight seconds later, then he'd say the same joke. He was like, oh! it was great. But uh, but so yeah, you had so I had multiple things open on my mm-hmm. screen. You, you know, had multiple screens. Cam- Cameron, you were funny. You were. Yeah. I um I was at dinner the next night, so I actually wasn't on Twitter while I was watching the show. I was with a bunch of friends. Being um, present with those not, you love. We didn't have any sort of elaborate setups, but um, the next night I was at dinner with some friends and we talked at dinner about several of Cameron's funny tweets. So. Oh, wow. Anti- little, little did you know they took place from what Cameron calls the war room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to think because people were going because it was me, it was Tyler, uh, it was it was Calvin, it was Eddie. Uh, Chad, were you tweeting? No, I was, I was sick this weekend and so uh, I was just reading everyone else's. Uh, so. And, and, and so anyway, there, it's like all of a sudden, you know, these podcast listeners who follow all of us were, you know, we over took their feed basically yeah. and they loved it yeah so 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 afterwards we were saying like when's the next podcast tweet event and so i was thinking well the super bowl hmm. oh yeah that's this week yeah. the super bowl yeah i mean not the play-by-play but you know the commercials yeah, yeah. Uh, uh obviously the oscars definitely the oscars yeah oscars, the oscars are like Without oscars doubt. are oscars for twitter too yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a big time for all of us a season is so great because like yeah. the super bowl has like moments but then it's like when you're playing football it's like yeah. sports talk and, and, yeah. and a lot of times it's like hey, you're at a you're at a party or something so yeah. so it's hard to get in the zone That's with all true. your gear have like you don't want to be the guy it. that brings the six laptops to the super bowl party <laughs> trust me <laughs> you're you're yeah, r2d2 here guys you get a booster for that because I'm struggling here, Chief. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Thanks for ruining the Super Bowl. It's like with the your, Italian with your lame job. party and weak internet. So, but I was trying to think like it only makes sense if America is watching the same thing together. Yeah. And they're really what else is there? I mean, other than, after well, the Oscars, is there anything coming up? Hold on, NBC just announced they're going to do a live version of Peter Pan. Yeah, Ooh. so <laughs> I'll decimate that. <laughs> really? Eddie's Eddie's by himself on that. Eddie's all hello. Yeah, I thought I'd be a crazy, right? No, America. Yeah, what do they watch? State of the Union. I just don't want to get political on Twitter. I don't know what else there. The Olympics. Opening. Yeah, the only opening ceremony. Oh, yeah, that's true. Opening ceremonies will be great because they're typically super weird. That's you know. true. Okay, so we could, we, could, we, could, we could do a relevant, a relevant meetup. When is that? A relevant tweet, tweet up? up? 
It's about soon. a couple of weeks, right? Okay, yeah, it's, it's middle of February. It's next week. It's February second, isn't it? Okay, so maybe February not so much at the Super Bowl because I'm going to have like 50 people at the house. I can't. Yeah. There's not room for the war room. I'll be, and, by, my, and I'll be by myself. Into this game, I, I'm going to have to be. I'm going to be pretty into it. So yeah, you're a diehard. So, so we're going to plan right. for the opening ceremony. The opening ceremonies. The opening of ceremonies. Well, the, the opening Winter ceremonies games. and then and then the Oscars. So we definitely got those. Oh, yeah. The Oscars yeah, will yeah. be a big one. Yeah. And well, and the Oscars come up right around the time of the Oscars.biz, too. So we'll it's going to be a busy time for us. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesse, Just in general. crisis averted. The other day, I was in our registrar uh, website looking at our domains and managing the domains. And uh, somebody had unchecked auto renew oh my for oscars.biz oh, stop it what a, what a, somebody tried on, to sabotage what a God God thing. we lost it no i got it back oh. hey Thank can God. you explain to shauna and i what's happening so <laughs> every year like a, a every year around <laughs> the oscars we do our own award show called the oscars.biz it's o s k a r z honors non celebrity or competition based reality tv right <laughs> Non-celebrity or competition-based reality television. Like what? Like uh, like big like big winners like some big winners in the past included uh, <laughs> Billy the Exterminator. He swept one year. Oh, that's um, you know, we, you know. This year we're gonna have a street magic uh, category. Yeah. Oh my um, god! Yeah. You know, you, they, just so you get the flair. So we're talking about. so every year, like it's it's uh, we have a major sponsor. One year is powered by the Home Depot. One year is powered what? by powered by Marshalls. Yeah, um, it, it was all the house. They weren't even aware. Yeah, of no, it. they weren't aware of the sponsorship. Oh. Um, and and then, uh, is it true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, with their logos and soft focus last year, uh, this prior to his uh, involvement with the podcast, John Acuff was our guest host. He was our host for the night. Oh, and he, 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 he wore a top a hat. Run. He was our LL Cool J. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Hold on, so, is this a live thing? We just did part of the podcast? It's the podcast. It's the but podcast. he was just wearing still podcast. a top hat? Yeah. Well, no, I made a picture of John a wearing a top hat and put so. it on Cameron the podcast went into the war room. Immediately, <laughs> I'm wearing a top hat right now. We, we, could, all be, we could all be wearing top hats at any moment, thanks to Cameron's <laughs> yeah. war room setup. Right. And, and, and I, I create Oscars.biz, and it's usually very gilded. There's a lot of uh, calligraphy. And mm-hmm. and hot top hats on the website. Very elegant. The, Who are you guys wearing this we year? Do a nomina- Have you about it? <laughs> we do a nomination <laughs> episode. We do a nomination show. Then people go and vote, and the audience act. And then the the awards show. We actually are are reporting on what our audience has voted on. It's probably this is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's probably I, one of the highlights of the year for us. I, I had an insane this. idea earlier this year, but it's after thinking about it for a day, it's just too stupid. But I thought, you know, I, but I'll not, still not, share not it on the podcast. Too stupid for Oscars.biz is a rare breed of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. You were really plumbing the depths. It truly is. A, 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 a low point in, in any sort of... Uh, you know, highbrow culture commentary. Um, but I had, I had an idea. I actually did some research that <laughs> if we, like, I'm not a big like Kickstarter guy, but this is one I would stand behind. I looked at how much it is to get like a billboard, just like in a random city. <laughs> okay, like a huge highway billboard. Okay, and just make, and we would make the most gaudy, like graphically oh gaudy God. sign you've ever heard seen. That just says that's promoting the Oscars biz, which just like a, a, a TV's biggest night is here, and it just says Oscars biz. Oh my! And God. it has pictures of like elegance and top hats. Just Shauna, like, like a like her like her photo that's on Twitter, but yeah. just like with a gown and a top hat. Just, just the Thank most you. insane yes. billboard you ever you're not you, out of this, you've Shana. ever seen. <laughs> and, it, and it would only cost like a few hundred bucks to get it for a few true. weeks. That's yeah, true. And then just put it up in a random town. 
and, and never acknowledge, like, just let people wonder about it. <laughs> and then let it just happen on Twitter and let it leak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I like it. Yeah, well, seems- like, it's like a guerrilla marketing campaign in a, for Oscars.biz. Guerrilla marketing being in a small rural town in the Midwest. <laughs> I, I doesn't take, have yeah, any I'm social media. Like, I just want everyone in that town to be like, what is that? What on earth what is that about? <laughs> I like it. Podcasting's biggest. It's very. Night. It's a very meta idea because we may never even know the. We impact, can find somewhere in the in a back corner of Loverland, Virginia, probably right. for a good deal. Yeah, there there are a lot of back corners here that, that <laughs> I'm sure would be willing to sell us a billboard. Would we have to? Would we have to erect our own billboard? Because that would. That would maybe raise the cost a little bit. I don't know when we're I don't know when we're gonna thaw out of this vortex, so we may need to look for another state. We could we could uh, sponsor the ice desk. Channel 13's ice desk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will contact and see if the ice desk is looking for a sponsor. Yeah. Or after the but vortex is the, over. The Oscar's just... up his logo is pretty large. <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna take up the majority of the desk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we have a good podcast in store for you today. Coming up later, stay tuned. We talk to the naked and famous one of our favorite bands uh we also talked to peter greer the president and ceo of hope international um so stay tuned for that but up first your entertainment releases music coming out on tuesday february 4th broken bells with after the disco we like broken bells yeah we like Finally. Them a lot. Yes. Back, we're back february ceo all lowercase for some reason because ceo would all be caps well if you're the ceo you can do whatever you want that's though. true yeah, yeah. ceo uh, with wonderland relevant all caps uh, and Mark McGuire, the baseball star. Yeah, Amazing. I have no idea who this artist is, but... Mark McGuire with Along the Way. So We, we don't know anything about it? I don't know it's anything sort of about it except that it's Mark McGuire. I'm assuming it's the baseball. Well, the he ran out of baseball money. Right. So right. He's trying to and it's music. That's what we're saying. Yes. We're, 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 we're 90. No, we're 90. Spo- it's a spoken word. We're 90%. Yeah. Sure. That's what I'm wondering. I, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. It's like beat well, poetry. That's my. That's that's what I think. Whoever gets the album first, let the rest of us know. I feel smoke. <laughs> I feel smoke coming out of my ears. I'm working so hard to figure out a steroid joke right now, and I cannot <laughs> do it. But I'm like, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Never found it. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy, Eddie. Watch this. You nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Movie releases coming out on Friday, February 7th. The Monuments Men. George Clooney, oh, Matt Damon, cool. Bill Murray, John Goodman. Uh, also coming out, The Lego Movie, which I will be at. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, oh, yeah. It actually that looks, that looks, looks legitimately good. hilarious. Looks pretty good. Now, will you and Chad and Casey go and see that together? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, probably. If I can tell you one thing about my wife, it's that she will be nowhere near the Lego Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go in costume, guys? <laughs> As a large Lego man? Yeah. That'd be difficult to sit down I in. Built a, I built a Lego costume, but... Well, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> There's it's no a... hinges on it, so it's going to be a little hard to get around. <laughs> Shauna, will your, will you, are your guys into Legos? They are. They're super excited, yeah. So you'll yeah. go and see that. Yeah, definitely. All right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. This is your You're listening to No, No, No. Uh, the song is Pumpin' Blood. No, no, no. All caps. One word. No. Unlike CEO. All over. At the uh, beginning of the podcast, you heard Fantagram with Nothing But Trouble from their upcoming album. Very excited about that one. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? 
Okay, so uh, students at MIT's, uh, this is an actual media lab they have there. It's a class they can take called Science Fiction to Science Fabrication, which is probably the coolest college course offered in America <laughs> on this time or any, um, have created a new technology that they are calling Sensory Fiction, which will actually help readers feel and, and uh, experience the mo- emotions of characters that they're reading about in novels. And it sounds pretty insane, but here's how it works. Um, So uh, in addition to like uh, emitting ambient light when you turn the pages that reflects sort of the emotions of the passage of the book that you're reading, uh, users strap on a, a vest. And what the vest does is that it has all these different sort of simulators. Some of them uh, create different vibrations that uh, simulate your heart rate increasing. Uh, it can increase the, the temperature of your skin. It can uh, simulate having the shivers. It can also uh, – it uses an airbag to get uh, – to create compression so that you feel tension and fear while you're reading books. But the downside is you have to wear a huge vest while you're reading a book. I usually do. Yeah. We hate reading. We're basically, right. we hate reading, right? Like, is that what it's no, getting to? What? No, like, I feel like the reading is fundamental. No, no, no. I'm fu- saying, like, as societally, like, we are just continuing to improve the reading process, which is the most, or we think we're improving, which is, like, the most basic thing, right? Like, it's just, like, open a book and read. But now it's just, like, okay, now it's an e-reader. Now you can highlight as you go along. Now I got to wear a full outfit when I read a book to enjoy it. <laughs> you know Jamie, Jamie. You never heard of Salty? <laughs> Cameron, do you have one of these vests for when you're in the war room? <laughs> By the way, that I, MIT I ran into my childhood pastor at, at the market the other day, and she goes, oh my goodness, I haven't seen you in 25 years. I was just looking at a picture of you the other day as Rhythm from the Salty play. Oh my god, She oh, has oh, the picture. I forgot, I was there forgot any re- about Did that. you like follow up with like... Can we Why? buy? Can we buy two billboards? <laughs> oh, yeah. she, she said it's literally like framed in her home or something. Like, Uh-oh. that's a little weird. No, no, no. It's like I think her kids were in the play too, you oh, know, or something. Okay. It's like so. Not Cameron, like was it like like you're wearing um like a heat? It's like a huge foam book kind yeah. of thing, and yeah. you can't yeah. really sit down, and yeah. you have tights on. Right, exactly. Right, because I was harmony, and I remember this. I, like, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, green tights. Yeah, you put the book you're, on. You can never sit down. You're my yeah, sister. Yeah, totally. Rhythm and harmony. We got kids. Yeah. We got the gang oh. I'm not going to sing that song, but I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. No, I think Wait, what's the song? I, I forget it. Uh, no, yeah, remind me of the song. I'm trying to think of it. No, I really no, forget I it. It kind of goes like, uh... <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> not I'm so close, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> what is it? All I'm picturing is Joseph Timberlake we'll and Jimmy Fallon. We'll take Fowl. it out. Just what is it yeah, for yeah, real? Yeah, we'll totally edit this out. I don't believe you that you'll take it out. And a one, and a two. We're melody and harmony and harmony and melody and everything we say and do is we just like our song. Right? Yeah. Oh, We're not taking oh, that out. Hey, Chad, that's, oh, wow. that's the outro. That will be, really, be available as a ringtone. Uh, <laughs> I'm not coming back on this That was really... That, was it. that really moved me. I'd forgotten what it is. I'd hey, forgotten how emotional it is. That led children to Jesus. I'm not wearing I know. A, uh, an emotion vest, but I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that, is, that, that could be uh, Oscars.biz song of the year. Yeah, that was obviously, another. I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> Really pretty. You did I, a great I think we're job. all though. We all need a really minute pretty. here. Just, I need to collect my emotions. I don't yeah. think. I don't think rhythm had a song. I think he was about the drums. Yeah, so I think the beatbox. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was just was, singing. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. 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 You weren't really involved so, in that. So sorry. Jesse, now we got to read books with this vest on. Is that where you're getting at? Well, it, 
it may be an option soon if if this project goes anywhere. But to your point, Eddie, I I think having a, a Kindle a e reader has totally made reading so so much better. Just because for even for the simple fact that holding a book is incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> Literally. Does what? anyone else experience that? Like when Paper you're trying cuts. to when you're reading, there's just no good way to like pull pull the pages I'm, back. Hey, and I'm slicing, some of us I'm work. slicing my fingers left and right. Some of us work in the publishing industry. My pages are blo- have little red blood spots all yeah. over them. I'm just <laughs> saying, terrible. if you if you hold like a Kindle or an iPad or something, and you're like, this is so much more comfortable. I don't have to worry about a light or anything like that. And it's it's Twitter is one click away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Distractions like the internet. I can. I, the great thing about re- using an e-reader is I cannot be reading a book very quickly. But, you, you oh, that's st- exactly true. I always. My husband will be like sitting in the living room, and I'm assuming he's re- he's reading like theology. It's philosophy. It's quantum physics. Whatever. And so I like leave him alone, and like the kids are being super loud, and I'm like, oh no, daddy's reading. And I look over, and he's totally playing Candy Crush. <laughs> if he was reading an actual book, I would notice that he closed it and set it down and picked up, you know, like the Wii or something, but. <laughs> I always am like, yeah, he's totally over there, like building his brain. <laughs> totally not true. I know this is supposed to be like a light slice, but there's something really bugging me about it. Not like about the emotion vest. Or yes, just yes, or- yes. About the emotion vest. <laughs> you it's like it. it's yeah. got to take. It can't take the place of good writing. I, but I don't think they're thinking that it can take the place. But they they, they made a statement that said it, it it can actually give authors an additional tool have, to sort of express different feelings. Have you seen those D, DTX chairs at certain movie theaters? Yeah, yeah. Where but, it's like shakes can, when the rocket takes off. I know, but oh, yeah. those are supposed to be like I think movies are supposed to be like full sensory, like making you feel like you're in the moment. I think good writing is supposed to let your mind create the story that is being presented to but you. But what if it's so subtle that like your mind is painting? the picture and you just happen to get the chill that you was already that you were already experiencing mentally you're, you're winning me over a little bit but, Eddie. But, but, it does sound a little bit brave new world but what if it wasn't winning it. me over like i would feel that like okay if i'm reading hemingway or steinbeck i would believe that the vest could work because the writing is going to work but what, what if i'm reading some sort of junky book and all of a sudden i'm starting to feel some visceral reaction because my vest heartbeat is racing what what, what about what if like you know you're reading hemingway he's out on the he's out on the boat <laughs> right. and all of a sudden the vest like warm, balmy airs, like wafting. Like, now that I'm and I, think, I think that's their vision for it the is to enhance gold. the reading experience, yeah. not replace it. But I think it's gonna. It can only a enhance, shark attacking. You. It can only enhance good books. <laughs> that's the thing. I think you can only enhance good books. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a, I'm a purist on this. Like even now, I just had a meeting yesterday, and they were talking about. Um, you know, if I, I write, if I write this book and then we go to an ebook and then it's an enhanced ebook. And when you get to the end of this chapter, it pops up and I'm talking on a video and I'm like, no, no, no. The, the, the point of a book is that there's no one talking on a video. Like the point is that it's just little black and white characters. And, you know, so I think this is, you know, obviously like a pretty far extreme, but I really, I think there's a lot of power in letting it be just what it is and well, just type. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, the book that you're referring to, I, I like, I think a book, a book like a fictional or even nonfiction. Uh, yeah, I agree. It needs mm-hmm. to be about the message, the content, the words, but there are certain books, including ones that I, that you have published that are more experiential and interactive topics, i.e., you know, there's, there'd be like 
now like let's you know do this recipe together or whatever and like it's different it's not just normal book stuff it's like participatory mm-hmm. and so then i think the enhancement of multimedia on an ipad right. would make sense for those types of books right well, because- and, and, but even like the like last night for example i i got i got wired in the mail yesterday afternoon the new issue so i'm flipping through how'd you I'm even flipping- get to the mailbox if <laughs> there's the snow out well, there the the tennis racket shoes <laughs> yeah exa- exactly it was an emergency situation in which <laughs> no, no. i used actual tennis rackets um, <laughs> but 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 i'm like flipping through it you know and then i start reading an article but later that night when i want to go to bed instead of bringing the magazine to bed i just used i look for the article online and found it and because it's such a better experience reading on an ipad than a print magazine in some scenarios you know some yeah, scenarios. I, I think that's true. Yeah, not, I'm not saying some all. Scenarios. I mean, th- there is a cool thing about the experience, but I think we're living in a in a media age where the, one experience isn't superior over the other, but there are different scenarios where you kind of have to have them both. I would you know? say in our magazine world, like our our iPad magazine is a far superior magazine experience than the paper edition. I love uh, it because I'm yeah, like hearing about a band I've never heard of, and, and you, then can I'm like, and you can experience the band, yeah. and now you care. I don't have to like bookmark that for later, right? Like you go I can like I can click or oh, of man, saying, this is cool. I want to hear saying, their story. It sounds like Muse, you right. click and you hear what the band actually yeah. sounds yeah. like. So for a magazine, I, this is the Wild West for me. I love it. I love, but I get it that it's a different medium than a book, and that authors would bristle. So we're thinking a relevant vest probably in the next year or two. Oh, come on. Relevant shorts. I've got some prototypes. <laughs> relevant <laughs> relevant, relevant <laughs> jorts. A cloak. The jean <laughs> shorts that the will enhance your magazine. Relevant denim jorts. Yeah. <laughs> you get a chill. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Every time you read something really good. <laughs> That's the only function it does. Yep. It just They're just jean shorts that make you really cold. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't figured all the rest out yet. The, yeah. I, the ice shorts. If we ever do a story about some, one that takes place in a cold location, those yeah. jorts are going to come in. Every hand. story is just temperature controlled. <laughs> yeah, they're going to take you there. I'm yeah. reading about some new apps. Yeah, it's lukewarm. Uh, lukewarm pants. <laughs> yeah, the, our, new, our new hot list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Start the cold yeah. Ones. Burning yeah. alive. Also, how does it know where your eyes are on the page? I'm dissecting this slice, I think, too much. I, I think I, I've I ruined think it, it. I think it correlates with the pages itself, not necessarily the paragraph on like the page. Though it may it takes have a, a little timer the or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It dumps, That's a good question, though. So, like, down if, your if you're an exceptionally fast reader, right. are you going to like miss the signals or a slow reader? Yeah. But like, then you start to feel like your your heart beating and the chest the thing is contracting and you're like what's going I on I haven't gotten there everybody's yet everybody's just driving <laughs> down the road everything's <laughs> fine I thought we it's were having a nice day it's called foreshadowing it's called foreshadowing it's a, it's it's a called literary device <laughs> <laughs> it's called you're dying or yeah, yeah. how do you know if you're actually having a heart attack yeah. right. like something no, really is bad the problem. is going this is, yeah. is this foreshadowing or am I having a heart murmur here should, <laughs> yeah. I, should I be concerned we have really did debunked. I have a fever just break or is this a really chilling part of the page alright Eddie you won me over you won you won me over. Get that vest no, out of here. Not me. I'm getting that vest day one. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Eddie? Okay. Uh, this is a hard-hitting slice, and I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, you guys... I don't know how to say I got it. chills. <laughs> your heart, your, your my, vest my heart is, is racing. racing. My, my jorts are already acting up. There's, yeah. there's warm air blowing in my ear for some reason. Okay. okay. Uh, there's a new study out talking about uh, the flavors of cereal. Uh, have we all read this already? If you've read it, please don't wreck the punchline. <laughs> you've read it. Okay, Tyler's read it. Of course, he, um, he writes slices. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so they did a study on Fruit Loops. And they were studying the different flavors within Fruit Loops, you know, because there's the purple one that's grapey, and there's a ch- red cherryish one and a yellow one. I don't have to go through all the Fruit Loops. Okay, right? I don't know where you're going. I haven't seen the study. Okay, but are you serious that you think they taste different? But this is 
I well, s- now what do I do? I'm going to do another slice now. Cut it out. Start over. Start over. No, Start you're right. Over. That's it. The study says that there is absolutely... <laughs> I regret this whole slice. It's just no, I'm when into I sent it. it. I'm I knew it. it. Nope. I'm going to own this. Sell Here it we to go. Me. Oh, keep going. Sell it to me. Turn up your vests. It's time to go. <laughs> a new study reports that every single flavor of Fruit Loops loop is is the same exact flavor. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you know, it applies to Fruity Pebbles, too, and, and tricks. Right. Every four-year-old knows this. Uh, not this one. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Really? Whoa. Blue Chad's mind. Blew my mind. What I, I had no idea. Oh, well, I, mean, I haven't had Fruit Loops since I was four. It was a lie. But we were lied to because as the there father was a, of a four-year-old, I'm, yeah. I'm well aware that they all totally taste the sense. same. Sure. Yeah. The colors don't correspond to any flavorful f- flavors in any sort of meaningful uh, <laughs> way. I, so, Shauna, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. I, um, yes. As, as a mom, I would say. I know this. Yeah. Okay. Remember when you guys I, thought I was so funny on last week's podcast? <laughs> Everybody I on Twitter? This, though, Eddie, as long, <laughs> no, but as, this long is, as at the end of the bowl of cereal, I have that rainbowy, sugary milkshake yeah. just waiting for me to drink. I'm fine. Which this I think should be its own thing drink. As, um, do you guys know, do you guys have Blue Moon ice cream where you live? Like the crazy turquoise ice cream? I mean, Blue Moon beer. I've never heard yeah. of it. Oh, okay. Is it Blue Moon yes. beer flavored <laughs> ice cream? <laughs> Which? I, I think they're two different things. Um, there's like, maybe it's just like a local thing, but in Michigan, Blue Moon ice cream is like a, it's like a thing it's this bright turquoise ice cream and kids go crazy for it but and they will swear on a bible that it has this amazing flavor it's totally just vanilla that's all it is it's vanilla with blue food coloring and and so they say like no i would never eat vanilla i will only eat blue moon but tastes the same this is this slice interested me because this is the second time and relevant actually reported on this this is the second hard-hitting cereal scandal that we found because jesse you remember recently when we discovered that captain Cr- captain crunch is not a captain at all based yeah, on the stripes on his frog. uniform yeah it captain was a, gate it was it was a big it was a big deal and captain crunch actually responded to us over twitter whoa it was very upset because we called him out but we but we spoke we only spoke the truth what did uh, the captain say he said he said it was the crunch that makes the captain i remember this very well he said it's the crunch that makes the captain not the stripes which is false <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's well, we're sort of the Edward Snowden of the cereal industry. Yeah. Like, we're just leaking. Fox News reported yeah. our tweet with yeah. the captain. Yeah. So we're, I mean, so, I mean, I, I feel in danger of having to defect to Russia because of this. With large quantities of cereal. Yeah, I'm taking all the cereal and headed to Russia. They welcome me with open arms. So I appreciate you, Eddie, because this is a, this is a, this is a beat I want us to be on. Yeah, I don't want uh, to This is an important yeah. one. <laughs> so that's why I brought it to our attention because, you know, why would we talk about ordination or issues of Christian? Are you living? guys like hardcore cereal people? I'm not like a huge cereal person, and I married into a serious cereal family. It's oh, like a man. lifestyle for Breakfast, them. Breakfast, lunch, and yeah. dinner. Seriously? It's, yeah, oh, it's a thing. I love it. Yeah, I love cereal. I love cereal. Yeah. When we were first married, um, I remember I was going to the grocery store and I was like, hey, is there anything that you think we need? And uh, Aaron was like, well, we need more cereal. I was like, no, we have some. And when we, we like stared into our pantry and we had one box and he was like, I, I don't understand. How could one box ever be enough? And then I went to my in-laws and they currently had one of their four children living at home at the time. So there were two adults and one high school uh, person and they had 18 boxes of cereal. Oh my! Yeah, gosh. it's wow. a thing. That's a lot. Yeah. That's kind of. Didn't cool. it go stale? No, I mean it's 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 literally like a breakfast, lunch, dinner, after dinner at any point in the day. Like at family gatherings at like nine p.m., you'll look over and all the original Nequists, not the ones who married in, all of them will just be sitting around the table eating like two or three bowls of cereal. It's wow. a thing. Yeah. Wow. So they just have like a, like in the middle of the house at all times, like a big punch bowl full <laughs> yeah, of cereal. Yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have like no vices. Like they don't drink. They're like super like squeaky clean, wonderful people who are super. 
super committed to cereal. Yeah. Super committed. What's your favorite cereal? I mean, what the heck, right? So I, I have a weird talk. relationship with cereal because growing up, you know, little Cameron was wore husky pants. You know, uh. and and so there were certain <laughs> the, the best, bugle boy. Husky. The best thing about husky pants was one how freaking immovable they were. Like for all like the jeans, you could barely move them. Yeah, and, were, and the corduroys. I mean, any right. kid who's wearing Sears husky corduroys, right? You know, those things are making noise left and right because yeah. the thighs are rubbing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like it was just like here's the kid with the thighs rubbing coming down the wearing his husky pants anyway. And the logo was, a and wolf. they couldn't have thought of a better name other than husky, husky in a large <laughs> label fatty fatty pants. Cr- <laughs> so, so little Cameron, little husky Cameron's mom, you know, wanted to set him on the right the right path so i could only drink diet sodas not soda okay. if i got a whopper junior from burger king i wasn't allowed to have mayonnaise on it and that's why i have certain <laughs> things like i never had like cheesecake and stuff growing up because like my mom would like keep me away from calories so cereal i have a weird relationship with because she would make me as a child go through and look at the nutritional information on the cereal box uh, if i wanted to get it uh, and i could only get ones with under 10 grams of sugar yeah. So the only ones were Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That was like the only one that was like a kid cereal that all the kids liked that was sugary, right, but yeah. it was under 10 grams per serving. Interesting. So like wow. that's the only one I had. Like all the real ones, all the awesome cereals, I've never, I never even had. Like Captain like, Crunch. Yeah. And to never. this day, I... I, I don't know what they taste like. You were raising a so, so that trap, explains huh? your aversion to the Bugle Boy outlet that I've always wanted to go to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Cherokee store yeah. at the, at the, oh at the outlet mall. <laughs> so yeah, I don't yeah. know. So my fa- I, 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 I'm not a cereal guy. We can yeah. do something about that. I don't really like really sugary cereal. We'll have a cereal though. party. Like a little bite of it is good. But oh my gosh, I like, when, like when I would stay at my cousin's house and like I could have like Honey Smacks or something. Oh. Like oh my god, dude! Cheater. I was all about some the the fruity and cocoa pebbles were. You pile some fruity pebbles into my mouth. See I've never had there. fruity pebbles. Oh, Tyler, you said that in the weirdest way. <laughs> <laughs> that was so creepy. Perfectly normal. Like, like feeding grapes. So we, like, just pouring. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how we talked about it in my house growing up. We had a very different We did that during the experience. Grammys, me and Tyler. I was just <laughs> yeah. putting Shoveling fruity pebbles in his yeah. mouth. Spooning really cereal time. into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> in between tweet jokes. In our Grammy jammies. <laughs> yeah, you, that's how you would celebrate a great tweet. That'll be fruity pebbles. Instead of a high five. Instead of retweeting me. Doing like a blue man kind of. He's like, here you go, buddy. You've earned it. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Tyler? Is it okay if we turn to the Grammys for just a second? This will be a brief slice. Turn a back. Brief, uh, yeah, turn back the clock to the I would Grammys. I'd like to. Because, I, like uh, because I-, I thought this was interesting, and it started an interesting debate on my own Facebook page when I posted it. But uh, if you watch the Grammys, that you, you know that Macklemore swept the rap categories. Yeah. Every, major, every major category that was in any way rap-influenced, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis took home an award. And we got nothing really bad to say about Macklemore around this table. I don't know. Hip-hop's more your area than mine, Cameron. He's, yeah, he's pop. He's not rap. He's, he's pop. Like, he's a pop. I like his album. He's yeah, a, his I like pop it. album. I like it I less. I like it less as it's gotten more, like, I don't know. Ubiquitous. Yeah. It's not I, that it's popular that you don't like it. It's just too much mm-hmm. exposure of it, and you just tire of it. There was, I mean, more, there was more thrift store than I needed in my life yeah. last year. But, 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 but it's a pop album. That's yeah. my thing. Is like yeah. uh, Rap, I mean, Kendrick is rap. A$AP Rocky, that rap. I mean, mm-hmm. there's rappers in that category, and, and he, that was a pop album. But I also oh, like him because when we lived in Seattle, like he was blown up there like on the local station, like KEXP, and yeah. so it feels nostalgic. But I thought it was great. Anyway. Well, that's the, well, the controversy was, of course, that... 
that people loved Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City so much, oh, yeah. and it got shut out. Yeah, that was, and, and it was, and so it was kind of a big deal when when he went home empty-handed, especially because I think he gave the best performance at the Grammys. Yeah, that Imagine was, Dragons. Like, that was, I thought it was going to be bad because I don't like Imagine Dragons, and it blew my Tyler and I. Really it was cool. actually very telling. We were we were watching all these screens the whole night, and, and then Grammy that James. one, like ten seconds in, our jaws dropped. We set everything aside and leaned forward on the couch, and we're just totally engaged. I got chills. It was amazing. It was like, it was like wearing an emotion And vest. then Taylor Swift <laughs> ruined everything with her. The one thing, and I, now I'm going to reference a tweet I said, the performance, the whole theme was all white. And the one thing about Taylor's dancing is that it fit in with that theme. On Vulture, they call, it, they call it white girl Coachella dancing. Yeah. <laughs> but the camera kept going back to her. It's like, sit down. Her and her friend <laughs> are just like the only people standing. And, oh. Admittedly, it's a, a lot how I look dancing. <laughs> so I, so I, yeah, I'm that's not how we judge. looked at uh, Kendrick Lamar and Lala. And yeah, because Cameron, Chad, and I were at yeah. Lala watching Kendrick. And my dancing, I've, it's been called Swiftian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, your, your point. So the point is, as you may have seen, Macklemore sent Kendrick a text. Yeah, like, don't cool. know how I got, sent, his, sent him a text, and the text said, uh, in, in essence, you got robbed. I think you should have gotten this award. He, he sort of hinted that maybe he wanted to say something about it on stage, but, but he didn't. He got thrown off because of the music starting and stuff. He, and he took a screenshot of this text and posted it to his Instagram feed. So then we all knew about it, which somebody, when we posted it, somebody said, that's like, that's like making a big tip at your church and taking a picture of it as you put it in the offering plate. Yeah. So a, what it, does a big it, tip? A big church? A big tip. What do you, what do we call it? What do you do? Shana, you tell me. We call them typically I tip, I tip them. Biblically, we would call them tithes. Hey, Tyler, you tip You have to earn Tyler It's spelled a little weird, but it's actually pronounced tithes. I know it has a T-H-E, but we pronounce tithes. Man, you could probably write somebody should write a, a really scathing essay about me based on what i just said i apologize for that when you tie they might have said tip i don't remember well also i feel like one thing that he could have done is he could have just posted the actual message on twitter right instead of texting it and then taking a picture of it on instagram yeah, yeah, like, if only there was true. a way that i could communicate and other people could see it oh there is one i just also right? think it's so baller to not do things like that and wait for it to just come out on its own yeah and then right. just like yeah. i'm like yeah. how cool would we have thought he was when kendrick lamar kendrick two days later said, says right. like hey look at this one i and magamore just doesn't say a thing i'm like that's cool that would have been cooler that would have been cooler yeah and Kendrick joined some pretty good company. Uh, I was looking up a list of artists who've never gotten Grammys in their career. I mean, Tupac, Biggie, Zeppelin, The Who. It's not like a black eye to not win a Grammy award yeah. in your career. Yeah, But no, when I you're up it, for it and you lose it to somebody else. yeah, and, I don't even, and you probably, I mean, like he, Kendrick should have won Best Rap Album. You're right. And yeah, I'll right. give give Macklemore all the other ones. Great. Right. You know, Best Noirs, great. All that stuff. But like, it was the Best Rap Album. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, what do you, What do you have, Shauna? Okay. W- what's hilarious right now is uh, so Jesse wants to talk about about books, and Eddie wants to talk about food, and Tyler wants to talk about music, and uh, I want to talk about sports because I'm what? So whoa, it what? makes sense. Whoa. <laughs> so apparently, there's a sports game happening relevant, on Sunday. Relevant. Relevant. <laughs> flip the script. I read an <laughs> I'm like completely nervous that I'm gonna get all the words wrong. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I did think this was interesting. Um, 50% of all sports fans believe that there is some aspect of the supernatural at play in professional oh. sports. 
One in four Americans believe that their team has been cursed at some point, and frankly, Midwesterners are substantially more likely than other people to believe that their ter- team has been cursed. Go Cubbies. Exactly. <laughs> and um, this is what I think, this is what's great, though. Um, one in five American sports fans report performing a ritual before or while watching their favorite team. So that's my question. Do any of you have a ritual that you perform? And then this is my favorite example. One fan reports that he wears, quote, a dirty pair of underwear mm. over my pants, and then I put on my jersey. And so that's whatever, because he whatever, thinks God will help the team if he does that. Yeah, exactly. So whatever team he's cheering for, that's what he does to, to support them. Yeah. So that's my question. Do you believe that there is a supernatural thing, and um, do you have a ritual when it comes to your team? Oh, I, did, oh did you see Peyton Manning recently talk? Uh, it came out like uh, an interview or a book he wrote that came out in 2000 where he – Peyton Manning is a football He's a football man. He's a man. football man. <laughs> yes. Um, and, he, and then this, like this, this clip from his book came out uh, recently just because of the Super Bowl stuff where he talked about his faith yeah. and how strong his Christian faith is. And he yeah. gave his testimony and his journey. And in the book, he talks about the fact that like he, he has never once prayed that God would help him win yeah. a game and that he, you know, because I saw that same study and like one out of four Americans believe that God like plays a factor in who wins the game, which mm-hmm. is just in, insane yeah. to me. But um, uh, that that he's never prayed that God home win, that he would, you know, pray for protection for both teams and, that, and, and, you know, clarity to do the best of his ability based on his preparation and talent. But, okay, great. You know, that's a fair and balanced thing. You mm-hmm. do pray before a game, but you don't like try to like tilt the odds in your favor, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that's probably what most people... But Peyton's... Well, well, evidently not. Peyton's but what about like the Tebow thing, you know? Well, I mean... Tebow was giving thanks for the touchdown, not praying, help me but, get the But touchdown. there were still times during games, during tense moments where he was seen, you know, on one knee. Pray, praying for... That's why he rules and that's why the Gators rule. Clarity, so praying for a peace I, I'm not of mind, criticizing. praying I'm just for saying, I'm just, focus is not... Is not I, we don't know what he was praying for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm just saying. Hey, like, Bible there, says there, pray without ceasing, man. He's, yeah. he's just taking. He's doing the best. He, doing the best. Well, he and can. It, it made me think of that uh, the Silver Linings playbook where you know they've got all these like funny little rules and rituals before games that the, the fans do. And I was wondering, I think you know some of you guys are, are sports fans. Do you have any of those things? Like when you're watching your team, you make sure you do this or do that. Yeah, I have a game day shirt for the teams that I watch. Yeah, I do. Okay. Too. Magic Florida and Seahawks, and I won't wear the shirt any other time than when the game is being played. And I love the shirts, but you don't feel like that is going to out pay, play <laughs> part of the outcome. the outcome. No, but then there's something weird where I'm like, oh, I'd like to wear that shirt today, and I just a won't do it. A tiny little part of you thinks it makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's know what, what I, it is, and I don't know if it's like nostalgic because this is like, oh, I have a game day shirt that I've always worn. I worked all the games on Saturday in college. I don't know what it is, but I will not wear those shirts outside of. Game I, day. I, I will say that when the Magic were good and every game mattered, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I was at them all. Uh, if if we were in a slump, you know, like oh, first of all, I, I would yell in, encouraging pointers to the players yeah. during. <laughs> we've seen the picture. I would point yeah, out I think things that, that they could do to you know help their anyway to not be terrible. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll have a picture of Cameron. Q yeah. image. There's a there's a picture I'm sure that we can put on the yeah. podcast we'll of Cameron encouraging. So <laughs> anyway, but every game Magic Hat, different Magic Hat, but uh, but. You know, so I don't really have a wardrobe. That's just because you know, a sports fan, you wear a cap to the ball game. And you're a guy you but, don't wear a wardrobe. But there was one point in the playoffs uh, in 2009, the, our run to the finals, where we we lost a couple games we shouldn't have, and and I stayed home from the next game. 
<laughs> like I, fe- I just was like, I gotta, I gotta break the the, the mojo. But I don't think like you I thought it could be you. I don't believe we won. Yeah, well, I don't think we think <laughs> it's, it's only like, weird if it, it's only weird if it doesn't work. Right. The thing yeah. Anyways, yeah. man, I don't think it's like oh, I don't think God cares if Florida wins or not or something like that. I think it's more just like in that part of why we love sports because there's a part of you that feels personally connected to the. Totally. You want to feel involved. Yeah. It, like, feel involved. There, there was a run where Dwight Howard was so bad at free throws that I figured out if I didn't look him in the eye while he was shooting his free throws, right. he would make it. Right. And so I would always look away. Yeah. And he made them. And so, like, if I forgot to look away, like, he would miss. Yeah. I, I think that is what's fun, though, is that we we feel in some way like we're a part of it. Like, you and Dwight Howard are both somehow contributing to this thing. Yeah. I like that. Well, I have, pr- I mean, he threw a shoe at me during the game. So, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> you can get in the dude's heads. But if yeah. I look away and he doesn't feel my eyes, laser beams staring into his soul, then, yeah. you know, he can focus on the free throw at hand and, and make yeah. it. But you're probably right. But so. like, because when your team wins, you don't say they won. You say we won. Yeah. So you're doing whatever you can to make the, yourself part of the we. Yeah. Besides, like, working out and exercising and, like, getting right. on the team. And <laughs> Obviously, sure. Do, like, reasonable I, things. I think it goes back to, like, the, what we were talking about with, like, award show. There, there aren't a lot of shared experiences anymore, you know, like everything's scripted or you know the outcome of those things in our entertainment culture is predetermined it's like no matter where i sit in the movie theater it's going to end the same way you know right like sports is one of the few shared experiences where you know a significant amount of people are watching and have some emotional stake in it that the outcome isn't determined so it's kind of fun to think that you can play a role in the outcome even if it's Pure superstition. You, you've seen the Bud Light one where the 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 guy goes down to the basement to get more drinks, and every time he goes down to the basement, they his team ends up scoring a touchdown. <laughs> He's like standing so in the door for the team. He decides to just sit in the basement for the rest of the game. Anyway, I, I've actually done that. I don't have a basement, but yeah. like every time I like I change the channel. Like if we were struggling, mm-hmm. like if Florida was struggling or whatever, and yeah. I would change the channel just out of frustration, they would do really good. Yeah. I, I decided to take one for the team and like right. not ro- watch the rest of the right. game so we could come back and win. Yeah, I think we long to feel participatory yeah. and almost every, yeah. that's why we wear yeah. reading vests. Like we just want to be <laughs> a part of it. We want it to be a three-dimensional. And athletes do it. Like they're crazy. They're like the exact totally. same thing yeah. and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. like a part of but, that. But is the just, difference is they they can actually alter their psychological state <laughs> to to be because they're actually and, playing the game. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a tiny difference, sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I can tweet about it, <laughs> so that might help. Tomato, <laughs> you know? tomato. It's fine. If they see that tweet, yeah, you never know. You never you know. Never it may know. be the little kick in the pants they need to uh-huh. go make I mean, more if we sports learned anything happen. about time travel i mean like you know if you go back if we and learned you, anything about time travel change, we know nothing and we, right? and we yeah. do i mean if you I'm just like brush day. against that one leaf on a tree and that dander makes a fly butterfly go left effect. instead of yeah, right butterfly, yeah. butterfly effect that's yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> if time travel has taught us anything it's that your He's tweet right. about that game may have set There's something ripple, in motion the domino effect you never know you, you know, can't they, say that i haven't won four super bowls <laughs> right. just by it's, moving around my house as i normally would right it's <laughs> asinine to think that the seahawks are there not because of me like right. it, it's me well, and it's, i know that it's and not I'm provable it. one way or the other right uh, you, you can't prove that i didn't because that, with, I, that i'm yeah. less a part of this as russell wilson you just can't because with what i know about time travel it would seem as though I made it happen. With what we've learned. There's, there's something about a butterfly wing and a tsunami or an asteroid. Listen, I, I'm in the Super Bowl next week, so yeah. I'm trying to lay off, guys. This is officially the, the longest, the, the most amount of minutes I've spent talking about sports. Uh, 
in my life. You've done a really okay. good job, Shauna. You, you, well, you kept you. up. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for slices. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, the Naked and Famous. listening to our next guest the naked and famous uh that song's i kill giants from their new album in rolling waves the naked and famous is a new zealand indie electronic ensemble that makes driving melodic pop with an 80s post-punk influence they're one of our favorite bands basically in 2010 they released their debut album passive me aggressive you and they recently released the follow-up in rolling waves uh we covered them in the november december issue of relevant you can uh, find that article at our website if you didn't get the issue. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to him. Here is The Naked and Famous. After a band like Naked and Famous has a lot of success, like you guys have had, there's obviously a lot of concern about that second album. There's a lot of pressure. Are you guys coping with that? Oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're coping well. Um, we, we, it's been it's been a long time for us, I guess, since we've been around for three years, and so we're we're only excited about about getting getting our new music out there. Um, and in terms of writing and stuff, a lot of a lot of the things that were, were written were, were written on the road, or, or maybe there are even some older demos that we've had. But we haven't we haven't felt any any pressure for a, a sophomore record or, or anything like that. So we're only excited about uh, having people here on music. What would you say is like the the perfect song to introduce somebody to what to what you guys do and what what you're about? From from the first record, I would say for for, for me, if I was going to show someone, I, I would play them the track "No Way." I think mm-hmm. that encompasses. Um, I think lyrically, it's beautiful. I think I think musically, it shows off a lot of um, the, the softer sides, and then and then a lot of the more dr- dramatic sides, and then it shows the. Um, like analog instrument along with like digital production side of things as well. So I think that song encompasses a, a lot of a lot of us and that's what I would show someone. No, 
you feel like when you're doing something like this, is it, are you more tempted to, to try to like keep doing what you did for your first album because it worked really well? Or are you more interested in trying to push yourself and explore new sounds that you didn't do the first time around? There's, there's, there's always, I mean, for us, the reason we're doing what well, we wrote the music, well, that we write the music that we write is because we enjoy it. And, and we wrote the music that we wrote on the first record because that's, that's what we enjoyed. Um, so for the, for the second record, we, we hope that it's only an evolution of, of the sound that we, we already had. Um, I hope that people can, can sense maybe a, a sense of maturity in the songwriting. Mm-hmm. It's not a different direction, so to speak. It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more mature way of writing. And I think that's come from... We, 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 we toured sort of non-stop for, for about two years, and that gave us, gave us insight into, into performing and, uh, and how songs work well in a live environment. So it's given us a, a sense, I, like I say, I guess a sense of maturity in our songwriting. So we can... We, we've, um, concentrated a lot more rather than layering up sounds upon sounds upon sounds until something sounds good where we're we're really concentrating on each 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 instrument's individual part and making sure Mm -hmm. that that, that's great and working together collectively in the rehearsal space and if it doesn't work then we go back to the drawing board and and come back again until that part's you know an amazing part on its own When somebody gets gets pretty famous pretty quickly, like it seems like you guys did, do you ever miss the old days of like practicing in in garages or like the tiny vans? Is it there's something nostalgic about those times? I mean, I guess I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself or, or any of us as famous. I don't I don't feel that way at all. But um, I guess I guess when there's there's a sense when before I was doing I've always just finally been been passionate about music um, and before I was doing this I was studying in university so to be afforded the opportunity to to pursue music as a career that that's the that's the exciting part for for, for, for me and, and for, for all of us so yeah just, just being able to being being afforded the opportunity and to to be able to, to connect with people musically is, is is what's special and that's what keeps us us going just just uh between connecting with people musically. That was the Naked and Famous. Check out their new album in Rolling Waves, wherever music sold. Listening to Broken Bells, 
The song is After the Disco from the new album. After the Disco. Peter Greer is the CEO of Hope International, a global nonprofit focused on Christ-centered job creation, savings mobilization, and financial training. Uh, Hope International is a network of microfinance institutions and savings and credit associations operating in 17 countries around the world. They work to empower men, women, and families to break the cycles of physical and spiritual poverty through discipleship, biblically-based business training, saving services, and small loans. Peter recently co-authored a book called The Spiritual Danger of Doing Good, which deals with what can happen when Christian service and social justice lead to burnout, pride, or worse. Our very own Eddie Koffeltz recently spoke to him. Here is Peter Greer. In this book, you talk so openly and so personally, and I want to get into that uh, a little bit about the the dark side of ministry. Um, what is the dark side? You know, I, I so in writing it, um, I felt like initially my motivation uh, was not to write a book, but it was to help me in my own life and <laughs> the staff at Hope International to go deeper in understanding our motivation for service. Because when you're in this long enough, you kind of look to the left and you look to the right and you realize how many of our friends and how many of our colleagues that started with such incredible giftedness and passion end up uh, burning out in, in a variety of different ways. And so, again, caring so much about the cause, caring so much about the team that I'm working with, caring so much about the movement that's happening, I really wanted to then understand how do we get off track. And, and it's not one thing. It's not like there's just one moment in time, but it's a series of small decisions that we make over time that suddenly pull us away from our original moorings and let us drift uh, in a way that leads to some pretty unhealthy situations. And so that really was it. It was trying to understand how do we go off track in our service? And then more important, uh, how do we stay true to the original passion and the original calling that, that we had? Yeah, it's interesting because you've spent a, a huge part of your career and a huge part of your education, right? Did your, uh, what was your thesis in talking about Hope International? Um, and you spent a huge amount of time talking about doing good, yet the title of the book is The Spiritual Danger of Doing Good. Can you share with us a bit about what that danger is that you've experienced? Yeah, so yeah, originally a lot of my thinking and writing was about how in the process of doing good, we harm the people that we try to serve. And and so Brian Fickert's book, uh, When Helping Hurts, uh, a lot of the same themes that we've been uh, thinking about, talking about of how do we reorient our service so that we're not causing dependency and harm on the people that we're trying to help. But the piece that kind of shocked me is after doing this work for about a decade uh, with Hope International, but longer than that with a variety of other organizations, I saw how easy it was and how quickly our service not only harmed the people that we were trying to serve overseas or in whatever community we're trying to serve, but it actually harmed the person who was doing good. And you kind of, time is great because it gives you perspective and you can look in the rearview mirror, you can see fractured families uh, that are just worn out in the pursuit of doing really good things. Uh, you see faith that does does not last when the challenges come. And it's so easy for us to feel like all of this good that we're doing 
when bad things happen, it's like God is not keeping his end of the bargain that we did all this good stuff and then we have cancer hit our family and then we have all of these other challenges. What's going on here? And so there's a challenge not just on the family, it's not just on our faith, but it's actually in, in our very sense of who we are that, that you do it long enough and, and you realize if we don't constantly go back to the motivation of why we serve, it's only going to be a matter of time before we have some huge internal combustion that causes a lot of pain and harm on those people that we love and on the causes that we were at one point so passionate about. In chapter eight, uh, you you talk about the the sacred calling that you were sacred calling over the secular, right? And so I'm a minister at a church, and a lot of times I have people coming up to me and saying they hope to go into ministry at some point. They hope that this is something that they get to do, and they seem to elevate the idea of working in a nonprofit or working as a church as kind of the ultimate goal. But you you counter that, and you say that there's really important work to be done uh, in in as a nurse or an accountant. Can you talk about that a little bit? I think it's an important point. I mean, that's one of the other spiritual dangers of doing good is that those people that are doing good in full-time ministry uh, like how it feels when people put them on some sort of a pedestal, right? I mean, you're a pastor. I can't believe all you're sacrificing, (laughs) all the good work that you're doing. And that's true. uh, but, But then a couple things become challenging with that. One, what happens if your gifting is not in that area, uh, do you have the ability to realize that God is far more interested in who you are uh, than just what you do? Maybe you're in the wrong spot. And I have some people that are absolutely brilliant in in growing companies that are friends. And I believe that is just as much a place and platform for ministry as anything else. Um, and of other people that then feel so discouraged, almost feel like they're they're copping out in some ways if they've been in ministry, but now for whatever reason want to go take a quote unquote normal job, um, and, and they somehow feel like they're compromising. And I just don't see that in Scripture. I see us as being on the the pursuit to say where has God gifted us, where have we equipped us, and then realizing that there is not one single gift, there's not one single skill that cannot be used. Uh, for God's glory. And uh, again, that kind of maybe too often repeated quote from from Eric Liddell, uh, who ended up, uh, you know, running a a chariots of fire story, but (laughs) he felt God's pleasure when he ran. He felt like that was what God made him for. And I just want more people to realize that, that when we are doing what God created us to do, that that's the place we should be and not to let someone else's notion or false hierarchy dictate where we go and how we serve. That was Peter Greer. Find out more about Hope International at hopeinternational.org. You're listening to Beck. He's still alive. 
with uh, Blue Moon. <laughs> Not just making music, but still alive. <laughs> is, it, is it the ice cream? Yeah, the ice cream, Blue Moon. My favorite ice or cream. Or the beer. Have you we guys tried know. it? It tasted, it tastes a little blue. Delicious. If you if you put an orange slice in that ice cream, I heard it makes it pretty good. <laughs> it's like the, the song name is appropriate because Beck's music is pretty vanilla. Oh. There you go. I love that. Yeah, haters going to hate. Haters this is why in 10 hey, years hey, we're never going to hey. be able to get the Beck reunion going. Because hey. you do this kind of junk. <laughs> hey. hey, you know, you're on the wrong side of history. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, it's time for your feedback, corrections and apologies, and the question of the week. This week, uh, we don't have any corrections and apologies. Oh, we had a flawless show last week. We held it down. Once, once again. Plus, I just don't want to apologize. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yeah. All right. But we did have a lot of feedback from you guys. Last week, we asked you to tell us what reality shows should be adapted into a Christian version. Ben, ben Elaine wrote on Twitter. You went to the podcast episode page Here at relevantmagazine.com and posted your replies there. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and on our Facebook page. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, now you can go, Eddie. <laughs> Sorry. Ben Elaine wrote on Twitter, he's at a Christian TV show, Breaking Bread, a middle-aged pastor begins running underground communion services. Welch's, am I right? I thought it was great. That's good. That's good of all the Jer- funny ones, I like that one the best. Jeremiah Dowling, I like this because this is the reality show. Uh, so you think you can worship, and I love his slogan for it. <laughs> Raise your hand if you'd like to be a contestant. I see that hand. Probably <laughs> <laughs> I see that hand in the bag. Uh, instead of wife swap, there could be a church swap where pastors of two different churches have to swap congregations for a Sunday. That's from Melissa. JJ wrote uh, the CCM voice. My favorite part were the three judges uh, that she picked. Ray Boltz, Twyla Paris, and Sandy Patty. That would be... I would not ever watch that. <laughs> I like the idea that Joel Torrance had. He said uh, his relationship would be called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Josh Harris shows up unexpected at a teen's house like Exhibit to help them trick out the perfect breakup. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, lots of home runs. Okay, but 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 yeah. it culminates. Yeah, it culminates. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, it there's a, there's the a gate, winner. It came out of the gate with... With a bang on Saturday morning, right after the podcast came out, Ryan George flooded. I mean, he just raised the bar. I mean, so he. So I'm just going to read a few, some of his. Uh, let's see. He goes, uh, potlucks, picnics, and fellowships. Guy Fieri visits underrated and unique church meals around the U.S. of A. It's <laughs> yes. pretty good. Okay. Makes him even more bodacious. <laughs> That's great. Big Brother Lock-In. Youth groups vote to see who stays at the longest all-nighter ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> America's next top smoking hot youth pastor's wife. <laughs> Man! That's the best. Okay, That's here we go. awesome. Uh, this is all Ryan George, everybody. Uh, Catfishers of Men, a show where people discover that people witnessing to them were actually atheists. Wow. <laughs> oh, that is really That's smart. Really yeah. good. There we go. A, that was an interesting one. Whose announcement line is it anyway? <laughs> it's a stand-up improv show before and during offering, uh, points don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, is that where you tip? Is that where you? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically the, my job. The Amazing Grace Race. It's uh, how fast you can pass out tracks on every continent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is all Ryan George. Guys, on fire. Pit my pastor's ride. Assuming it's uh, not a Buick Enclave. Uh, That's a nice yeah. throwback Good to throwback. that video. Good callback. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Real Housewives of the Nursery. 
Yeah, he owned it. I mean, he just he yeah, owned Ryan, it. Ryan, you oh, win. Man, Ryan, Ryan George, and, and there's more. There's actually more. So Ryan, you're awesome. I don't think we ever. I, I don't think I ever bought anyone a, a, a hustler banana slicer. So can I send Ryan George one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> can I get his address somehow? Yes. Uh, Ryan George obviously listens. So Ryan, email Jesse at relevantmediagroup.com yeah, and claim your banana slicer. <laughs> Ryan George uh, also said preschoolers and pulpits move over toddlers and tiaras. These eight year olds preach their way to a book deal. Wow. Oh, there you go. oh ooh, it's like scathing. Real. Ah, Commentary. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, keeping up with the Calvinists? Why marry <laughs> Jesus when you were predestined to be the bride of Christ? Man. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. It's like he the had these in the chamber. It's like he was just he was ready. To, he keeping was ready. up with the Calvinists? Why marry Jesus? Obviously, Kim and Kanye. Man, so good. Undercover pastors. This is disguised clergy work as restaurant servers on Sunday afternoons to get authentic feedback on sermons. Wow, Ooh, that's a guy. That's a. It's funny. Bad. Who would um, watch that? Hold up, Ryan George still going. Baptism tank. Mark Cuban and three pastors evaluate <laughs> Acts 29 church planter plans. <laughs> oh my God. I am Cuban stunned at how good these I, are. I accept your, your mission plan for fifty per, a 50% stake in the church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Wow. Good for him, man. Yeah. He All just, Ryan George. He won feedback. Uh, he won feedback this week. Yeah. We usually don't make it a competition, but he won. Yes. Ooh, someone yeah. so clearly yeah. wins. The bar has been raised. Call it. The yeah, bar has been was, raised, everybody. That was I, phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Lo- yeah. Anyway, there you go. Okay, well, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, we covered a lot of territory. You know, we talk we talk cereal, husky pants, sports, typical um, podcast. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, but but it's it's the book vest. It's it's the book vest that we can't let go of. And the, we, nation, the nation is live tweeting about it. The one I'm thinking about. We. We want to hear from you. We want to know what book you think would be most enhanced by the book vest, and what would it be doing? Like, what would the book vest be doing to enhance the book that you're suggesting? Yeah. Eddie, if you were reading Old Man in the Sea, what would it do? Like it would, uh, you know, yeah. make your heart race, I mean, and then yeah. you feel older. Yeah, so, and then you'd be floating in the ocean. <laughs> so it kind of swish back and forth. So you're kind of chilly, achy bones. So Jesse, you're the expert on the the book vest here. What are the capabilities of the move? Is it just? I mean, is it obviously electronic impul- or pulses? It can squeeze. Yeah. It can contract. It can get hot and get cold. Can it blow air? Can it do smells? Here, for the sake of this question, it, it can, can do anything you can want it. Want <laughs> yeah. it so we could read Shauna's book, Bread and Wine, and it would smell like the food she's talking about. I would, I would hate to read her book, Bread and Wine, and smell freshly baking bread. I know you couldn't I'd read it. would be so hungry. And sitting there eating just another crappy bowl of cereal <laughs> you weren't allowed to have as a kid. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in your sad Grammy jam. Teal, yeah, just eat a bowl of cereal and going, all these taste the same. Yeah. <laughs> there taste teal at all. There are some scary, like I wouldn't want to read the Bible with the book vest on. There'd be some like terrifying. Yeah, Jonah be would be t- absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Fiery furnace, he'd be burning alive. Or maybe you're not, sitting there in the furnace with them. So maybe that's it. Which what, Bible story? What, what book Bible of the Bible would be most enhanced <laughs> yeah. by the, or just, the book or fest? Or just Bible story. Yeah. Which or, Bible or story? most destroyed by the book fest. Yeah. Best or worst? Because I mean, just any, Revelation just, would be terrifying with the book fest. We've gone off the. We've gone off the. We've gone off the rails. Yeah, it simulates boils. <laughs> <laughs> Searing boils. Yeah. These boils are terrible, Pharaoh. <laughs> Get to the next story. <laughs> slimy frogs. You feel slimy frogs all over you. Yeah. I actually feel like I have. This play. is turning into the imagination station from it. Or when they're wandering in the desert for 40 years, you get really dry nostrils and have to pick your nose. <laughs> <laughs> now I can 
I'm getting more curious about this. I'm excited to see what people come up with. Okay, are we, are we limiting it to, to no. books of the Bible? I think we owe it to ourselves not to. Okay. I think there's enough creativity you, out you there. You just tell them to go where they need to go with You this. follow your heart. Yeah. There's a lot you're, of books out so there. So it's, it's anything where you're reading words with your eyeballs that the book vest would enhance that experience. Yeah, yeah I think it and should what be. And what would it be doing? Just a book, though, right? Yeah, uh, not a magazine. Yeah, not, like, not a copy of Relevant. Yeah, well, you right, can't. That, that, you it's can't hard to that. express that with yeah. emotion. Yeah, really. I mean, that's that's fully enhanced. Right? It's already <laughs> a nice warm. It's hug. Already, <laughs> if you're not getting chills and, and, and your heart's not racing, then you're not alive. It's, it's already there. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't need a vest. So we're not sorry. Yeah, we're not Hemingway. We don't need the vest. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a crutch to oh, prop. I don't. I don't need MIT scientists to make our magazine interesting. <laughs> All right, so uh, head over or hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, and you can also post your reply on our Facebook page. What book would be best, what, enhanced. best enhanced by the book vest, and what would the vest be doing? That's the question. There you go. And be cool about it. Many thanks to The Naked and Famous for talking to us. Make sure to check out their new album, Enrolling Waves. See, that'd be enhanced by the book vest. Oh, yeah. Yep. That would feel really interesting. Yep. Get a little nauseous. Have to have a little Dramamine while you're listening to it. Uh, There you go. I'm there. Um, And also, you can read about them in the November-December issue of Relevant a couple issues ago. Um, Also, thanks to Peter Greer. Make sure to find out more about their work at Hope International. You can do that at hopeinternational.org and follow him on Twitter, Peter K. Greer, at Peter K. Greer. Yeah, don't follow Peter Greer. That's not good. (laughs) Not that guy. Not Peter Greer. If you don't have the K in there. There you go. Or it's the case. Got a problem. I'll be sure. There you go. <laughs> Michael <Everybody>. B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. I, notes, I give notes to Chad after he edits the podcast. Yeah. And I only had one last week. Please take out my I'll be sure joke. It, it, it did not land. <laughs> and he did. So the readers or the listeners have no idea yeah, what I'm talking no about. Clue. Thank you for taking out my I'll be sure joke. The Chad. rest of us don't get to edit out our jokes, so it's just <laughs> embarrassment <laughs> every <laughs> single week. As a I have a reputation, Chad. <laughs> I actually have an email already written to Chad with the things I to take out. So, <laughs> yeah, Cameron's in the studio yeah. Wednesday through Friday perfecting his jokes yeah. and his timing. <laughs> the rest of us, we just... Yeah, you do like drop-ins. You're like, yeah. all right, let's give it another a little go. Voiceover. I'll yeah. catch you in yeah. three... Two, one. I'll be sure. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand it about, and then it just enhances our laughter. So we're like, oh, Cameron's the funniest person yeah, I've ever has. met. Um, make sure to get the new uh, the uh, January issue of Relevant if you haven't seen it. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell wrote an amazing piece about how he kind of rediscovered faith and came to faith. Um, it, the new issue is going to the printer this week, meaning it'll come out in a couple weeks. So this is kind of your last chance to see the Malcolm Gladwell issue. Go do that. Um, I think we still have the article unlocked on our website. No. We locked it back no. up. Uh, nope. You missed Mr. your chance. window for freebies, folks. You no, that's it. not true. You All you got to do is, is register for the site for free it's, in like one click and you get yeah. five premium it's, views it's, of yeah. magazine It's not content. super complicated. Yeah. You got to lock that thing you can still. Yeah. Free have load. an email address. If you can handle, if you can handle a pod, listening to a podcast, you can handle getting free access to the Malcolm. If Gladwell you don't article. want to be a freeloader, if you actually want to help pay our paychecks and keep this thing around, you can subscribe. Relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. It's like less than fifteen bucks. You get the iPad though, right? With the magazine, you do. You get okay. immediate access iPad. to the iPad. You get all access to our entire magazine archives on the website, and you get four albums a year, and you get six things of paper mailed to you throughout the year for less than fifteen bucks. There you go. Relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Pretty good deal. You can't be making any money off this deal. (laughs) Oh, no. We lose our shirts. (laughs) We lose our shirts on subscriptions, but advertisers make up the difference. So. It's wow, called, it's called a real a answer. Thank you. That's yep. really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, we actually lose money on subscriptions. 
Wow. That's why we have to have ads in the magazine. Either we charge the reader $30 or we charge them way less than that at a loss and then advertisers pick up the rest. I like this way you're doing it then. Yeah, right. Let somebody else pick up the pill. I have a friend that just moved to Ecuador because of one of the ads. Are you serious? Uh Uh-huh. No way. She she was reading through Relevant. She's a reader. She saw one of the ads and it was like some guy standing on top of a mountain. I forget what the name of the organization was. And It It changed her life. And she was like... I want to do that. That's right. This is exactly what I've been looking for. And she wasn't like one of those wandering souls. It's just like God spoke to her in the moment. She picked up, called the guy, answered the, like the guy that's the president of the organization, answers the phone, and said, we heard, I heard about you in Relevant. She just went to Ecuador. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Wow. That's a yeah, great that's story. Awesome story. Really oh, that's cool. so cool. Relevant that makes, that, that makes feel really good. Changing yeah. lives. Feel really good. So are we yeah. going to make that guarantee to advertisers? That, <laughs> <laughs> that every reader goes to Ecuador? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Goffoltz. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Shauna Nequist. And for Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. And I know you taste this a little bit. Mmm, high maintenance. Mm. Everybody else basic. You live life on an everyday basis with poetic justice. Poetic justice. If I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? I mean, I write poems in these songs dedicated to you when you're in the mood for empathy. It's blood in my pen. Better yet, with your friends and them. I really want to know you. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. I can tell, but I could never write my wrongs lest I write it down for real. P.S. You can get it, you can get it. Where melody and harmony and harmony and melody and everything we say and do is sweet just like our song.